I'm Chris. I'm Gonzo. And you're listening to Maybe We're Just Old Podcast. What is good, man? Chilling. Chilling. Chilling, chilling, chilling. Not chilling as much as y'all, but we're but I'm chilling. Yeah, man. Chilling over here. Really chilling. Uh also chilling with some some blue mountains over here. You see my blue mountains? <laughs> I've been curious about those mountains, man. Yeah, still still dry mountains, so there's no moisture on these mountains, but uh yeah. still still dry, still not an alcoholic. I'm gonna try to keep it going for a few more weeks. I might have a beer during Super Bowl coming up, but um I went with the Coors Edge, their non-alcoholic brew. Uh pretty cool. Caught me caught me as a single on the shelf, and I was like, you know what? Why not? I'll oh, get it. I'll get it. Coors Edge for a dollar fifty, <laughs> and uh, right. it tastes exactly like a Coors. Exactly, like a regular it. Coors like banquet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, maybe a little bit lighter, like on the Coors Light end of the spectrum, but definitely tastes like a beer. So I'm pretty happy with it. What I wanted that, gets me a little taste. I've been curious about it. Yeah, I almost got it the other day. I've been really curious about it. Coors Light is, of course, the worst beer of all time. Um, itself, but but Coors Original, Coors Banquet, the Yellow Bellies, if you're yeah. from these parts, um, is is pretty good for, as just a regular domestic lager, and it's like it's a good cookout beer. So that's something that, we can agree on: Coors Light being the worst beer ever, and then Coors yeah. Original, Yellow Bellies being being acceptable around around these parts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you're right. Coors is probably on the bottom. Like I might take anything over a course maybe even like a bud dry and bud ice uh i wouldn't take a sparkling water over over a course like i go sparkling water i'd drink um drano i would i would huff gasoline no like if if somebody hands me one i will drink it because that's yeah. just that's just etiquette and i'm a gentleman but um i'm never gonna go out of my way for it yeah. and um but I'm never going to pour it. I'm not going to ever like get rid of something. I'm not going to be wasteful. If there's a get together and that's what somebody leaves in my fridge, I will drink. Oh yeah. We got to just hunker down and drink it. Uh, but yeah. yeah. What are you, what are you drinking on? So I, is it, did I fall off the wagon or I'm on the wagon? I always get that. Oh man, you're um, on the wagon. You're in the Ferrari. You're uh yeah. you're just like living the life. You got your shades I'm on. Cruising. I'm cruising. Okay, so we mentioned it before. Shout out to Kevin. Um because he hit me up and he was like, Man, I didn't realize you were doing dry January. He's like, and I was listening to the latest episodes of the pod, and I was like, No, it's um it was a good reason that you brought over your drinks and that I broke it for that. So I was I was comfortable with that. And then like last week, and I, I posted it and everything because I had a, a beer um, that was actually really good. A Peppy Slocum, it was called Stripper Dust. It was pretty good. And I had that whenever I was at a, went out to eat because it was, uh, family was in town and they were, you know, treating me for my birthday. My birthday's coming up. So, you know, that was another incident. But today, like I'm taking it all the way, all the way south of the border and I'm drinking, uh, Crema de Maguey, La Costumbre, which is a, it's a pistachio crema de mezcal, which I didn't know was a thing. And, sounds um, wild. 
dude, and you see this the cool green it look, and it's kind of a milky. Yeah. Looks like Secret of the Ooze, like Ninja Turtle style. Dude, it is dude, straight up Secret of the Ooze. Like I'm and I'm Master Splinter right now. Like because <laughs> it's it's hella good. So um it's like 18% alcohol. My father-in-law gave it to me. Uh somebody from work was in Mexico and they brought some stuff back. They're like, try this out. And he's not super adventurous for it with um with the alcohol. And he's like, dude, you can have it. So it's a pistachio drink, and like, um, it doesn't taste like mezcal like at all. Um, That's good. It's it, it has um, you know what it reminds me of? Drinking something like Bailey's, like Irish cream. Okay. It's it's in that vein, like the, the viscosity. Like I said, because yeah. it's kind of, it's creamy, it's milky, and it has like a lot of flavor with the pistachio with that little bit of bite. And I dig it. Like I don't go out of my way for like for Bailey's or anything like that. I mean, I used to on occasion, but I do like it. And if I ever drank it, like I would just drink it on ice. And yeah. it's just just good. by itself. And then yeah. yeah. And I did and I dig it. And that's how I'm drinking this. And um, it's so damn good. And I'm like, man, this would be kind of a cool. I don't know if I can get this exact one just because it's for all the way from Mexico, but like that'll be my cool, kitschy sort of um hipster yeah <laughs> return on the wagon type thing you brought it on the wagon was just like yeah ready man. that's cool it kind of reminds me of rum chata a bit like just yeah just looking at it it reminds me of like a rum chata type type of it drinks beverage. like that it it drinks exactly like that it's like plus i get to use the yeah i got my glass because obviously and you need to have the the clink clink um, with that, with the ice and everything like that. Yeah, it's very enjoyable, man. And um, yeah, I want to keep it around so I can be like, oh, you haven't had that? And then I can grow <laughs> up if I ever have uh, any friends who live in the same town as me. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, you say you're going to keep it around, but it looks already about about done, the bottle over yeah. there. So it might not. Oh, I know. It might not make the weekend. Uh, it might, yeah, it's probably not going to make it all the way to the weekend, but um. But it's enjoyable, man. But um, yeah. So I was I was already kind of telling you a little bit. Um, I also deserve a drink because of my embarrassing situation that I had today. So and um, all right, man. So I'll start from the beginning. So um, we're getting out earlier. We uh, big kids are at school. Got the babies with us. It's midday, and uh, we're gonna go drop off a gift at uh, at a at a family member's house for a uh, for a birthday, whatever, and um babies fall asleep and so we're just going we're just driving we're listening to music we're chatting it up and regina's hungry i had already eaten so she was like let's just pick something up real quick so let's go to taco villa that sounds good okay cool so we pull up she said, i'm not real hungry just give me like three tacos and that's it like you want anything to drink let me get uh, just an, a large ice water it's like i had some coffee earlier i don't want any more caffeine so let's go ahead and just do that right so I ordered the just three tacos with a, with a large ice water that they charge like 10 cents for just in the big styrofoam cup. And then we pull around and um, we go, they hand me the water or whatever. It's like $8 or something like that, right? So whenever we were leaving, just because we were just loading up quickly, didn't grab my wallet. was like, we're not going to need it. She didn't grab all of her stuff. She just had like her debit card only, like tucked into her like phone case, right? So we go, she hands me the card, hand it to the woman, and the payment doesn't go through. I'm like, hey, it's cool. Just try it again. It's ever since they replaced that card, 
um, it's been doing like weird stuff. And then sometimes that happens. You got to blow on it okay. first. Wipe, wipe it on your shirt, blow on it, and you'll be good. <laughs> yeah, you got to do something. You get the plastic bag. Like, there's various tricks, right? So, and I was like, sometimes that the little chip just doesn't read right. I'm like, go ahead and swipe it. She's like, it's still not going through for some reason. And she was like, I don't know. You know, it's probably just our system. Like, give me just a sec. It's not a big deal. And then I realized what it looks like. Because it's like, you know, we're we're just slummed out. It's the middle of the day getting three tacos and an ice water so it looks like because i didn't get anything remember i'm not hungry i already had like a monster or something with me so it looks like we're splitting three tacos in a large water and um and like we can't pay for it right so she's like and she calls over like the manager person who's right there and she's like hey he said that the card should be good but it gives him problems and stuff so they're they're like swiping it and it's just not going and i'm like so then i'm starting to panic because we don't have anything like no other payment methods, no credit cards. Like we don't even have change in the car. Like we had it detailed over the weekend. So it's completely just spotless inside the car. So even the little change holder and stuff, all empty, right? So um, yeah, so then the lady's like, yeah, oh, you know, it's, it's, I'm sure it's on our side. It's not a big deal, but you know, you know, I think we, maybe we have it figured out or something. So then she hands the food over and I'm like, yeah, I can, I can run and get cash or something like that. She's like, no, 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 we, I think we're, we're good. And I was like, oh, cool. Did it finally go through? She was like, well, we went ahead and just zeroed it out for you. I was like, I can run and get cash. And she's like, no, y'all are good. You know, I promise everything's fine and y'all can go. And then we just drive off with this charity tacos, like, because they thought that we just did not have the $8 um, to pay for the, to split down on our three tacos in a large water. Yeah. And she was just like, trying not to embarrass us. and. Um, Man, so we, you know, we leave and I'm like thinking, should I, I don't know, like order them pizza or like make some sort of like gesture, like a monetary gesture of some kind, because they were like, it was really cool of them to do that. That's yeah. super cool. But, um, bring them Taco yeah, Bell man. just from yeah. Taco, <laughs> bring them Taco <laughs> Bell. <laughs> yeah. So I, I, I deserve my drink today. Yeah, you do. One, I understand like the embarrassment feeling of not having $8, uh, but it wasn't that bad of a story. Like it wasn't, you're not, you're not in the, in the, I, I was waiting on a bigger punchline. I was waiting on, I don't know, you to, you to do something more stupid as far as just like not your card yeah. working. <laughs> like like gonna, offering to I go and make your own song. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like I got like, had this baby, you want this baby? Uh, just offering up like Dude. your shirt and going to clean inside or something. That's where I thought the story was going to go. Dude, I was in a total state of panic. And like the the twins are asleep in the back. So I'm sure the, the woman saw it's like they have children, they're sleeping. <laughs> Three they're, tacos they're between here. two children, two adults, and they're all sharing a yeah. big water. <laughs> There's four of us in the car. We're getting three tacos and a water. So like I think yeah. you just you That's notch also- it up to notch it up to good luck and free tacos. Sometimes you just deserve some free stuff. Like the the pay it forward type thing to where like someone buys you. It was a pay it forward. Maybe just think of it as like the the guest in front of you paid for your three tacos and water, and you're just like, eh, I'll, I'll pay it back somehow, so with someone. Will. Or you just I'll, gotta I'll go break back. dance in their lobby or something. Yeah. And- <laughs> I was thinking you go up there in like your Yeezys, like a nice three piece suit, a top hat maybe, and just buy like the whole menu and just be like, I told you I had money. 
it was like, a test all along and, yeah. and, and do pull some like mr beast type stuff where right. like you're one of these youtube influencers and be like you know what since you did that this is what i got you yeah and, and try to give them some sort of reward get them a ps5 or something be like this is what it was all along so then i end up paying 500 dollars for my three tacos but it's all yeah that's dude. what i, I should have just recorded it yeah and then I, then i would have been famous Exactly. That's that's the move. You you have to exploit it. Like if somebody's being <laughs> being kind, you exploit them for the internet. Like that's, that's true. pretty much the way of the world. Yeah, you could have had like Regina in the passenger seat recording you talking to the woman. Then you like offer her, you know, you sing her a song or you rap her something. And yeah, yeah, you got to go up there again and just flex on them and just be like, I'm undercover boss, Mr. Villa, and, you know, Mr. Taco. Rolo. Thanks for giving me this. <laughs> You'll get like, you know, whatever. Give her a gift card to Taco Villa or something. For real though, I'm gonna whenever I order next time, I'll be like, go ahead and add guac. And they're like, you it's 10 cents extra. I'm like, I got it. I got it. Okay. I'll, give me guac and sour cream. Give me extra guac. I might not even eat it. Yeah. But just get, I just want to make sure that I have it and, and I'll flex on them. Uh, okay. One final one. But this one, fortunately, the card ended up going through. It was like a card issue with the reader. But this made me look terrible. I go through to Walmart. This is whenever the twins were, I don't know, maybe six months. I'm at Walmart going through the self-check. All I was buying were diapers and beer. <laughs> so I have like a the big case of diapers in one hand, beer in the other. I'm trying to swipe my card. And it's like I, I, the people before me had problems also. And it, it wasn't giving me like a decline error or anything. It was just like not reading it, right? But like I didn't have cash on me and it just was not reading. I tried multiple cards and none of them were going. But so then it made it look like I just didn't have any money at all. And the people behind me, um, it was like a mom and a daughter who was maybe like 12. She walked up that she sent the daughter and was like, we'll get that for you if you want. It's not a big deal. And they offered to buy the diapers while I'm still holding like the six pack or Guinness or whatever it was. In the other hand, I'm dressed just as shitty and dirty as possible. You know what I mean? Just the sweats with the slides type situation, the hat down low. And um, yeah, so so I guess this is three separate occasions that that same thing has happened to me and all for just the most BS reasons. But those are all, that's three separate people who were trying to pay it forward. There are some nice people out there. Given that some, yeah. So, yeah. I guess maybe that's. I'll look at it on the bright side. Yeah. There's good people out there, but and then the moral of the story is just bring some damn cash with you. Well, just at least have twenty, thirty bucks. That's where that's where my my dad complex was going to come at you and just be you like, know? you know what, Chris? I I always have a twenty dollar bill in my wallet for the for things like this. Um, and you honestly could just get Apple Pay on your phone, and you, you can just do whatever you want now. Like everything's just beep. I never set it up on anything either. <laughs> like I, I could do that, but you know that I'm not going to do that. I know you're you know not going to do that. You like, and it's like, and I know how, but you know yeah. that I'm not going to do the steps. And for, um, for a second, I, thinking, I thought you were going to say I tried to Venmo the Taco Villa, uh, and they wouldn't, they wouldn't accept it. Like that was your, <laughs> that was your uh, at your worst moment. It was just like I ain't got nothing but this Venmo. And you showed the person your Venmo account, and it was just like, I have money, you know, like I promise I'll What's Venmo you. Yeah, you know, yeah. something like that happened to me one day, like uh, at a gas station. Um, this lady, she was like, I left my wallet at home. All I have is my phone. 
she was like, can I Venmo you 20 bucks and you put 20 bucks in, in my car? And I was like, that's pretty smart. Yeah, I'll do that. So she Venmoed me 20 bucks. I swiped my car card. I went inside and say, hey, can you get $20 on what's up, whatever. And that was yeah. that. And I was like, man, this lady, she just knows what she's doing. Like, this is her. That's resourceful. Yeah. It's like, so you could have just Venmoed the Taco Villa lady 10 bucks and then with the tip, actually, just rounded to 10 and just been like, I got you. Just rounded <laughs> up. I, your, your next guac is on me. Like, yeah. that would have been, yeah, give her the wink and everything. And yeah. yeah. That's where it becomes like one of those things to where no matter how rich you are, how poor you are, when that card declines, they meet in the middle and you just become like the person with the most excuses in the book. Like, I don't know. It was it just worked. Like, I just I just got paid on Friday. Like the money's there. Yeah, I just got my tax return. I know it's in there because I just bought like I got hella shoes just like. 20 minutes ago with the same card and yeah yeah, like dude and this is why i have a complex about it for i I swear to you anytime i'm at a pay station and swipe a card and there's a big delay like i'm always fearful that there's going to be some sort of issue plus i've also just had problems with cards just in life where the the strip starts to wear out or whatever and um yeah are you a are you still a big swipe guy are you a tap guy now like do you swipe usually or do you go for the tap Dude, I've been tapping for maybe three weeks. I oh. just just started tapping. Yeah, you got to um, tap, man. But I mean, I got free tacos though. So got free tacos. Said, you got twenty minutes of riveting credit card talk. <laughs> <laughs> credit card failures. So yeah, yeah maybe, maybe maybe I'm just old. Yeah, like, right. I'm really I'm really the namesake of this pod right now, man. Yeah. Well, yeah, I hadn't got into anything, man. We had a big ice storm here last week, which kind of shut down the city. Um, so, man, nothing here. We've just been kind of cooped up, just kind of getting runs in, getting ready for for running and doing all that, trying to, I don't know, be healthy and stuff. But watch the Grammys last night. Yeah, Grammys were on. Speaking of charity nice. cases, speaking of charity cases, Beyonce. <laughs> Beyonce there. Just, you know, Record lip service. Set. Setting, yeah. Yeah. record setting we can we can get right into it man i didn't watch but i was i kept up with it in real time yeah because of the internet is uh shout out to the internet i am using the internet lately so um i was able to to That's keep good. up with the with the awards it was good i watched the whole thing uh it was uh it was entertaining it was you know very grammy-ish here and there but overall man it was a good show they started out with with bad bunny bad bunny opened the show uh put on a really good performance uh so i'm glad he was able there to to perform one and then they kind of gave him his flowers everybody was up and dancing and and with it yeah so i'm sure you saw all the all the taylor swift photos and she was up there dancing she's always one to kind of put on for the so, camera yeah yeah she's always <laughs> she doesn't have an off switch when it comes to stuff like that so um is that do i need to go back and check that out because like a lot of times every once in a while i'll check out a good performance a live one and it wasn't yeah it wasn't anything to where like nothing you've seen on his regular performances like nothing out of the water uh some highlight performances though like they did have a few so they did so stevie wonder and uh and uh smoky robinson had a really good set that they put on stevie looks young stevie looks younger than ever uh 
have we talked about I and mean, we, we talked about stevie before but like we both know stevie isn't blind right like stevie can stevie can see he i think who else has, has confirmed that was it like jamie fox or somebody that was just yeah like, yeah like i yeah. walked in the room and he said what's up jamie or something yeah so, <laughs> something like that he was over there painting something uh but yeah. anyways <laughs> they uh they put on a great great performance him and Smokey robinson they've done a good set uh they did like a 50th anniversary of hip-hop kind of uh i don't know mix to where it be, yeah. like, started with old like grandmaster flash run dmc and it transitioned to like the 80s and 90s where tons of artists it was probably like maybe 20 plus artists that came Damn. on the stage and did like that's worth checking out like i would yeah. go on youtube that that uh that performance it was really cool um busta Busta came in and just did his fast rap and it was unbelievable. That was probably the highlight of the whole performance, but that's definitely worth checking out. It's a good like 15 minutes worth of just, they pulled out everybody. There was a few that were missing because they weren't there. Like Eminem no. wasn't there. Um, Drake wasn't there, you know, so they, they weren't able to, you know, pinpoint exactly every year or every kind of genre, but they definitely did service to all the old heads. And uh, that was a really cool performance. So I enjoyed that a lot. That's dope. I'm gonna have to check that out. It's right then, up my alley. Yeah, definitely check that one out. And then and then Jay Z performed to close the show. He did he did God did with uh, with Khaled and Wayne and uh, Rick Ross, which that was a pretty cool. Like just it was like a nine minute song, so it was kind of something out of the ordinary. And Jay did his thing, man. He he sounded really good. He put on a pretty good like little performance. They had the scene in the street with a big old like last supper table going on and it was it was a vibe and it was cool yeah uh but those are like the big the big highlight performances um but other than that they just kind of did the regular thing um awards so we can talk about awards biggest one was album of the year and and harry won it harry styles i think i predicted that a few months ago i when think we you predicted that yeah, yeah. I, whenever we did we did initial nominations i think that yeah, that, that you would call that. Yeah, I think you both predicted it, and it, did you also say that that would have been your pick as well? Or? Um, no, I I would have went with Bad Bunny as my pick, honestly. Oh yeah, that's right, that's right. Yeah, and and I would have maybe thrown Beyonce in there too. Um, uh, but I I just I I loved like I really liked Harry's Harry's album. It was good. It was I a just, good album. It was a good album, and I just thought, yeah, I just think it was so widespread. Like, of course, Bunny has a type of genre to where only some people know him. And then Beyonce was more of a dance album. So I think Harry kind of probably got heard by more ears than, than those other two, maybe. But uh, I thought leading up to it, Beyonce, like they were praising Beyonce. She got like the most awards ever type of service. Yeah. And was it 33? Yeah, that, she did. She's the, at now. Yeah, she did the whole speech and stuff and. They were like just always had the camera on her and Jay Z, so it seemed like they were gonna push towards that. So it was surprising that uh Harry won, but not surprising as well. They kind of did a, a yeah. good job of spreading things out. Like Harry got like the award um, for best album. Uh, I think record of the year went to Lizzo, and then yeah. song of the year went to I think Adele. Um, so they kind of spread it so out. A was, bit. No, that was the Bonnie. That was Bonnie Raitt. That was one of the. Oh things right, that yeah, yeah, the, yeah. The the, the non old heads on the on the internet were just right. like, who in the hell? Like, because that was one of the memes that I kept seeing was that that Snoop 
um, Breakfast Club uh, clip <laughs> when he's like, who? Who? And um, which is funny, but yeah. Um, yeah, that's right. Maybe I need to I need to check it out. Like Bonnie Raitt, she's like she's in her mid seventies already. I mean, she's yeah. been doing it forever. I think one like our generation would probably recognize the "Let's give them something to talk yeah. about," like from the early nineties. Yeah, adult contemporary country esque stuff. But definitely uh, had she definitely beat some heavy hitters, man. And uh, she, she had a good she had a good speech. Like there's a lot of good speeches. Lizzo had a really good speech as well. Um, nice. So they they spread out the the love on here, man. It was it was a pretty good show. Show it was enjoyable. Um, one of the ones I was gonna just touch on for a second was the new artist, a Samara Joy one, and she's kind of like the, um, I wouldn't say gospel or like operaish type singer, but she has a different sound to her, and she beat a lot yeah, of the people that we talked about last year on the pod, man. She beat Toby and Omar and Domi and JD Beck, uh, Wet yeah, Leg. Yeah, a lot of she, people who were already. Yeah, who, who like we kind of followed Mooney Long, who who's she also won something I think for R&B performance or something like that. I, yeah. I, I I didn't go out of my way to listen to anybody that I didn't that I wasn't already familiar with, but I did listen to Samara Joy, and um, it, it's really good. It's not my it's not my thing. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just it's real kind of contemporary jazz ish. But I mean, yeah. she has an amazing voice. Like it reminds me whenever I heard her voice, it reminded me of like. Um, like Ella Fitzgerald in terms of like the delivery, but like her voice reminds me of Anita Baker. Something about like she has like a, a deeper tone, the, the timeless um, type of like I don't know. Yeah, like she could she could win a EGOT. Like you know they had the Viola Davis yeah. type thing, and she can kind of be which was dope. Yeah, that was pretty cool. Uh, anybody who could throw an EGOT like just on the table is just like that's yeah. wild. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. That's an exclusive club. So, yeah, I mean, like, I, I mean, I thought that that was pretty dope, but it's still, it was still, yeah, that, that was still a, an Surprise. upset type of a, of a pick. Yeah. Cause you would have thought, I mean, I, I don't know who I would have thought it would have been, but I just wouldn't have thought it would have been a, like a jazz singer like that just because yeah. it's, you know, but that's what they, that's what they do sometimes. And I don't yeah. you know, I thought, I, I kind of thought it was going to be wet leg. Uh, they had one in a previous, rec- uh, like maybe an mm-hmm. alternative award or something for best album um yeah so that's who i was leaning towards that they were going to give it to and they were there so they were kind of showing them here and there so i thought that maybe they would do that uh and lastly man just kendrick he's clean he cleaned up on the on the rap category best rap album best rap song he had a couple other ones in there um and so yeah man i was slightly hoping he was going to get the nod for the best album just because you know, having a best rap album or having a rap album in general win the best album yeah. award is always cool. Uh, but yeah, he took home what he should take home, and he had a pretty good speech yeah. too. He looked he looked pretty pretty fire. He had some shocks on and looked like he was at like an office like type of eighties type wear. And then I don't know, he looked pretty cool. He looked like what Kendrick yeah, should saw, look like. Yeah, I saw that because they said he was wearing a lot of like vintage. Um, yeah uh like tiffany and company pieces and stuff in terms of his like jewelry and accessories which i thought was dope so um yeah all for heart part five which like the young the youthful rap community is just kind of they don't they don't get it for whatever reason but yeah like it was still an unusual pick being a non-album cut but it was you know but he went in it was good so 
I don't know. He, he deserves it. I saw that he passed. Um, he passed Eminem. Yeah, for that's true. Grammys. He's like at I think it was seventeen now. So yeah. I mean, he's he's way up there. Jay and Jay and Kanye maybe he's up there. I think he's the top Jay of like twenty four. Yeah, I think they're, they're tied at twenty four. So yeah. um, I mean, he's gaining on them. He doesn't have near as much music, just near as many albums and stuff as as they do, being significantly younger. Um, because he's he's still he's what like thirty five, thirty six or something like that. He's yeah, somewhere in there. And um, so I mean that's pretty impressive. But that was another thing too. Jay Jay looked hella old, man. He had some some wrinkles in there that I ain't seen before. He uh he definitely was looking a little not I wouldn't say rough, but he definitely looked a little old. And uh, I was like, man, I was like, man, Jay's looking pretty old. He he needs no wonder he hasn't been dropping stuff here and there and been out in these streets like he's. He's got that Weird. father of whatever, and he's a stay-at-home dad type type guy. Beyonce's out there touring, like he's he's yeah. got some some bags under his eyes. Man, the other thing I've been wanting to get back in in contact with is so we could catch up uh, on our thoughts on the Last of Us, man, because we. Um, with the timing of everything, we actually have two episodes to discuss today, including the um, very, very, dis- uh, very discussed and spoken about um, episode three. And um, yeah, I want to hear your takes, man, because there's been a lot of a lot of discussion about that episode. Yeah, man, uh, same. I've been wanting to talk about it with with multiple people, you being one of them. But uh, and it kind of worked out because. Um, we have so much to say and it doesn't you know we don't want to do spoilers on here so we're kind of giving it some time to breathe a bit so people don't jump yeah. on here and have to skip forward but yeah man let's get into episode three um it's called long long time uh kind of focused on uh new characters that we had introduced to bill and frank uh bill played by by uh nick offerman that everybody loves and he can do no wrong. And then (laughs) Frank being played by uh, Murray Bartlett, who I fresh on because he's in the first, uh, first season of white Lotus. And he was probably my favorite character on there. So me not knowing he was going to be, be Frank or be in this episode uh, kind of took me by surprise. And I was like, Oh yeah, that is him. He's going to be great because he was great in that. And uh, I love him in white Lotus, but, um, but yeah, man. So it kind of gives us. I'm gonna try to do justice to it because we could talk about the, the, uh, the outcome and the whole chatter about the whole episode afterwards. But uh, basically, sure. goes into it. Episode starts with with Joel, and and them kind of navigating through a couple of things and kind of continuing on with their with their journey. And it kind of switches to to bill who's a survivalist who kind of shows whenever the pandemics is outspreading he kind of bunkers down the whole town kind of gets taken away and, and killed and uh he's kind of left there uh on his own and he's kind of shows him with like a little montage of building things getting all his supplies going to home depot just stocking up on stuff it's kind very of very fun offerman. yeah very very offerman. very offerman it was kind of a cool i like that little type montage things of things coming like together 
and then uh, kind of showing his life and how he's living it by himself. And he seems very content and uh, very Offerman, like you said. And then uh, comes across to where Frank is gets kind of got got by one of his traps and kind of reasons with them to to offer him some food and and uh, turns into a beautiful beautiful love story between Bill and Frank and their time together in their own little small town and uh, their connection with Joel and Tess. And it's just very, you know, I don't, you want to talk about a little bit more, like we can talk about just like afterwards, but I want to get your kind of summary of, of what I, if I missed anything on that. Yeah. So like, so whenever they, you know, they meet, he's the loner and everything. And, um, like really cool scene where they play the Linda Ronstadt song that the episode is named after, like whenever Frank goes to the piano and plays it after um, Bill makes this really, really fancy meal out of the available, you know, the available ingredients that he has. And then they like, they do that. And then um, Bill ends up playing it and playing it significantly better. And um, just a dope scene. It was just like a good, you know, a good, like, romantic sort of thing because it's like you can you start to see it coming like around that that point because it's like they don't um really out uh come out and and suggest that that bill is gay and um it's so and then they end up together and um and it's awesome like it's like a self-contained like love story within the series that kind of works as its own independent episode so then you see them growing older together and uh kind of like living that out they have some really good callbacks to the wine that they drink and then coming back to the uh, the strawberries and everything that, that Frank is growing for them. And then it basically ends up with you seeing, you know, Frank, is, his health is deteriorating. It flash forwards like, you know, 20-ish years or so. And, um, and he wants to, basically wants to end it all. And he gives, you know, Bill some pills to take or whatever to put in his in his wine so they can have one like final night together and then it turns out that bill also drinks it as well so then they both take their own lives um at the end together and it they put a nice it put like a nice weird romantic cap and bow on the whole thing where it's like really sad but not because they were already old it's like they found each other in this whole weird um world that they're living in and they're yeah. like corner of, of, of reality. Cause they have like, everything looks really nice and suburban because of the, the way that they have it set up. Yeah. And um, I'm glad, I, know, I'm glad I dished it to you. Cause you had definitely missed on some things and we can honestly go frame by frame on this if we really wanted yeah. to. Um, and then to end the episode, Joel and, and, and they, Joel finds or um, Ellie finds a note of the, like the suicide note that they left, that he left, uh, Yep. and joel kind of knows kind of what happens and kind of uh ends in a somber note but they kind of get all the supplies they need that bill leaves him his truck uh and they kind of go on and head out after after that but supplies and weapons and such yeah 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 but yeah man let's let's get into like kind of the the recap of just the episode as a whole because it's got a lot of like just a lot of chatter, good and bad. Like people were praising yeah. it, saying it's one of the best episodes on TV, which I could agree. It was just beautifully shot. 
beautifully acted. It, it was really well executed. It was extremely well executed. Yeah. The the way that they incorporated the song um, was just so on point. Them playing the song that became the song and yeah. like the way that they tied it in at the end, it was just like slow clap, like y'all nailed this. This is good TV right here. And um, yeah, man. It really, it really was like, I don't think they, uh, I, I know we always get caught up in the moment, especially with social media is like getting caught up with like best of and the the new stuff is always like kind of current. People are always trying to crown something, but I, yeah. I don't have anything to kind of compare it to. Like comparing episodes of TV is kind of weird because the whole story is, is different, but like yeah. that was a super good episode. It was very emotional. You kind of get caught up in it and it, it deserves a praise because it was a great episode, regardless of what people thought. Uh, yeah. Kind of the little backlash is just kind of like the um, the kind of different story it tells from the game. And I think people kind of were okay with it because it was such a good episode, but there was still kind of like they didn't do a little bit of service when it came to like Frank's story as far as, I don't know, not being so real to the game. And uh, I think for the majority, it's for the better, I think, though. So, okay, so I want to get into that because it is significantly different from what's in the game. And I was cool with that personally. Like, I thought, because I thought not just because it was a well done episode, but to me, it also made sense because of the way it was. So, um, like, first off, whenever you don't ever even see Frank in the game. So, whenever you encounter Bill, he's not in in a, in an area like that, like a suburban sort of neighborhood. He's in like a, a junkyard or something, but it is like he's the survivalist. He's like an old, you know, kind of grumpy old guy, the loner and stuff. And, you know, and it's the same thing where you're going to meet up with him to get supplies and stuff. But but you, whenever um, Joel and Ellie encounter him, he's he's still alive and he meets him. And um, in the game, Frank had just um, hung himself. So like whenever you get there, like you go into a room and Hank is or excuse me, Frank is still hanging from the ceiling like. So That's you crazy. never actually see the Frank character. It is dark. It's super dark. And you never actually see it. And um, he talks about him more like it's just his companion, right? Like just a friend that he was holed up with. And, and you know, and he's just like, oh, that old bastard, blah, 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 type of stuff. You know what I mean? Very odd couple, you know, where it's like he complains about him, even though it's his best friend sort of thing. And then um, they don't outright ever say that they had a relationship like they just subtly imply it which you know the game came out like i don't know 10 years ago almost eight years ago so like that was already pretty um you know ahead of its time in terms of having any sort of like implication of like a a gay relationship and they um so when you like uh bill never says anything about it you just like you're scouring you're getting your your weapons and materials or whatever and you come across like notes that they had and then they, they kind of like put it together that they were um, like more than friends, but they still didn't kind of outright come out and say it. It was almost like they were, you know, like it was like a, a situation that happened that maybe they didn't necessarily cross any sort of physical or intimate lines, but it was obviously leaning in that direction and like, which was still really well done within the game. And it made sense within the game just because you're not going to have this whole separate flashback side story for something like that. So um, it made sense in the game and then it made sense in the show. 
because um, where they actually fleshed it out into its own independent story. And I thought all the changes were like, like again, not just good because they were well executed, but they really made sense. Like if they would have kept it the same, then uh, Bill would have been like a, like a really minor sort of tertiary yeah. character that just came and went. Cause he's like, it, it didn't contribute a ton to the actual plot. So um, yeah, but gamers are, yeah Yeah. they they just they get so pissed off and it's like and i would say it was like identical again it was the minority i think a lot of people appreciated what they did with it and uh i think so too they did it so well um yeah just give give offerman all the awards he uh he was really just really great in this episode is offerman the the character in the game or is that is it just someone else like the does the voice and is kind of no yeah it was just some other voice actor and um the character looked a little bit more grizzled and stuff and like i said you only saw him a little bit older not as old as you see bill and frank at the end whenever they drink the wine and everything but it he's also not as young as you see him whenever you first encounter him so like Mm -hmm. in terms of his age he's somewhere in the middle of that but um it was a different voice actor who did a really good job but um, oh, nice. I hadn't caught that. I was I was going to ask you about. It. I haven't caught if he was in because I know they had, they do a lot of like real actors in games now. Uh, yeah, they do. And so I thought maybe they would that Offerman was just there and it just happened to be that perfect. But and hearing that it wasn't even him, like it's crazy. I guess the cast did well. Uh, and Dude, did a perfect job. So well. Whenever I first saw that, like before there was even a lot of trailers, and I saw that that um, Offerman was part of the the project i knew it was going to be bill like it 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 was like it it was clear that he was perfectly cast for that like if you play the game even though even with those differences just because it just added up that he would be the yeah you know what i mean just like the survivalist and whatever because like that part was still really accurate to the character maybe that's another good way to kind of depict it that even though the storyline is different it's still the same character like it's absolutely the same character so you still get the same vibe of him being the survivalist that's the loner or whatever that's been comfortable being by himself and just making it work but he also does have this companion and you know what i mean and that's kind of the dynamic that he has but yeah i thought that that was yeah brilliantly cast he's gonna win awards for that there's no way he's not because they they nailed it they really did like one of the best scenes like you said is the the piano scene which is kind of just like a beautiful way of like his his coming out and uh you uh, you said you wanted to touch on the linda ronstadt piece of it the long long time yeah. is the, the name of the episode and it's the name of the song that they sang and uh how she's kind of like you know i think, I think what was it with stranger things the running up yeah, the hill up song the hill. that kind of yeah allude to that of bringing i think metallica had a song too where people of of young and young ilk didn't know metallica and there's been some other kind of pop culture stuff that's been played through songs. A lot of the uh, euphoria stuff comes through and it becomes like a moment in time of a song yeah. matching the scene so well. And I think we talked about it before, like that would be the one of the best jobs ever is just scening, like putting music to scenes. Like I think about that yeah. all the time. Like if I ever would like to write a movie, like what are some songs that like must haves on some like scenes? And if I would write a scene based off a song just to put in the background yeah. like that's the kind of stuff that runs through my head with stuff like this and they did it perfectly 
They did it perfectly. Whenever you nail it with music, then you nail it with music. Like, I always think about, like, Dazed and Confused has, yeah. has one of the best soundtracks ever of, like, classic rock. And they, they, you know, it's played throughout the movie, and they would always, like, the, the specific scenes that they would incorporate songs, like, it always set the tone. So you you always felt part of that world. And, um, like, I like that in movies. And whenever they did it with this, the way he, you know, like you said, that they played it, and it, like, it worked towards their coming out. And then, like, I wasn't personally familiar with that song. So, yeah. like, seeing the lyrics and stuff, at, whenever it was really playing, like, the original version at the end, and it tied it all together that was just like it was heavy um and um it really capped it off and you know honestly like you were talking about that moment in time thing and like everyone's kind of jumping all over it um i think that that's a big part of that is also the fact that they're doing it as a weekly episodic release as as opposed to just dropping the whole series at once so then like everyone gets to look forward to it they everyone gets to experience it at the same time so then it, it get, it's able to create that cultural moment. So like all the pre-planning on that is perfect because that it would have had less of an impact had it been all released at once and people just binged it whenever they got yeah. to it. Being, I mean? Yeah, being so early in the series too, it can kind of get lost. But uh, yeah. they, do, they do have that. And that's what HBO's hung on. Like they've hung on yeah. to the Sunday nights being the only thing on TV really worth watching other than like sports. But like, yeah, that's a kind of thing for them, really. Yeah, they lead into heavy, heavy episodes, and it becomes scheduled must-see TV. And they have that, they have that unlock, and they've translated that to the app and having it drop at certain times. This week, um, we're not going to skip over the next episode, but this week they're doing it on Friday. They're dropping it on Friday because Super Bowl Sunday. That's going to be kind of cool to get the early release because I was already thinking about that. I was like, man, I'm at the wait. (laughs) Yeah, it would have timed out all right. Like, I think I watched it after the Grammy. So I watched it around 11 o'clock and didn't get any spoilers. But nice of them to think about the football fan. Uh, One thing about Linda, though, when I was looking through her discography is she has that song, Don't Know Much with Aaron Neville. And I love that song, like, because the Aaron Neville factor is is always funny to me. (laughs) Dude, I didn't, I I don't know. I I didn't put it together that that was her. Yeah. Um, That's amazing. Yeah, that's like one of the, of course, one of her most placed signs. But it always reminds me of of Scrubs, yeah. the the TV show. They have a little scene where Turk does Aaron Neville, and it's always just been funny to me. It's always stuck in my head whenever uh, I hear that song. Yeah, I never even watched that show, and I know that scene. Yeah, <laughs> um, just from like you know, like YouTube clips or something. More, more most likely just from yeah. you know whenever that was was airing Donald, and stuff like that. So Donald's face on. Um, yeah yeah dude like that, that that's so good like it's cool she's getting her, her props i saw that spotify released some figures and said that she was up nice. almost five thousand percent oh yeah um, or that song was from then they didn't give us the specific stat but like that was just kind of cool people were like yo i need to see that but i mean it's going to tie it to a thing so it sells the emotion behind the song which yeah. is an emotional song anyway and um and you're spot on yeah. with the lyrics and stuff too uh it, they were great for the scene and for the ending uh do you have anything more on that episode other than is great? One of one of my favorite TV episodes of since I can remember, since like a Breaking Bad episode probably or like a Game of Thrones. Yeah, that I can uh, think of for a long time, man. It like cuz they they really nailed it. Like um seeing some of the like the backlash from the gamers is kind of you know stupid and and, and obviously there's always going to be some like homophobic backlash which that they've 
that's been out there a little bit, especially seeing yeah. um, Offerman just because he's always like pretty much typecast as, I mean, he's, he's Ron Swanson. So yeah. like, you know, they see him a certain way and they don't like to see somebody is different from the, how they believe that they, that person actually is in real life, especially just because like, he seems to be very Ron Swanson in real life. Like all those, yeah um like characteristics and like him like yeah. evidently the saxophone and you know obviously all the woodworking on all that stuff like you can go buy stuff from his shop right now um so yeah like that was gonna happen because it just you know and it, it did happen kind of a little bit in the game whenever they first released it as well just because you know what i mean that people are gonna, still gonna be yeah. people yeah, yeah and it's it, it sucks but um i saw a really good tweet we can kind of cap it on this of um of him like somebody was tweeting about like yeah i didn't need to see all that and or whatever something to that effect and then nick just um tweeted back and he was like that's exactly why we have to put out yeah. storylines like this and it was just like all right that's a, that's a little bit of a mic drop there and it's like and and he's right so it was cool seeing something um like that that was portrayed really well and it you know and it just and it all made sense for the story so um yeah excellent episode man and then so we can kind of roll it into the next one then too it's episode four um which kind of was going a little bit in the direction that i was expecting as well just as a i assumed that there was going to be a little bit more action in it after that one being like a just really a, almost a traditional love story yeah turned upside down but that's really what it was the, the whole episode it kind of almost existed in a bubble because you know, it, they didn't have to tell it to tell the rest of the of the series necessarily. So, which again, which I thought was awesome that they were able to do that to kind of yeah. you know pivot into that. I wonder and if they, they do that too. Right back. I wonder if they continue to do that because they could branch off with some of these characters. I, I would assume that they could with yeah. some characters that we're going to meet, and then also yeah. building building new characters as well. Uh, they could have a like storytelling mode to where they could just you know like i told you at the last episode like i wonder if it's yep. going to go season 3 season 4 how many it's going to go and they could continue to do stuff like this at that quality like it could go on for for quite a bit and they could kind of do that for Shadow a long World amount of time everything yeah, yeah exactly yeah in which they i mean i guess we we hadn't recorded since they had announced that that they had already um confirmed that season 2 is is yeah. has been scheduled and and signed on and everything evidently after i think well yeah it was between the first and second episode that it was the 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 highest um hbo like uh increase in viewership from one episode to the next in something like 30 or 40 years like the stat was crazy it was like people heard about it and then completely just jumped onto it and um as they should because it's like it's the best thing out right now but um yeah so that was cool seeing and, and you're right i hadn't even thought about that about them potentially fleshing it out into even more yeah um, but they they absolutely could so yeah but yeah if you want episode, to kind of kick it off with your yeah let's do the same thing more. i'll kind of give a little recap and you can kind of fill in the blanks here uh episode four kind of gets more into the the blossoming relationship between ellie and uh and joel and their continuation of their journey to go find the fireflies and his brother uh and yeah they kind of i think they end up in kansas city uh, with the truck and kind of shows them in a campsite kind of you know living the the lifestyle of 
traveling and, and traveling in this world. Uh, and they're just kind of going back and forth. A lot of good dialogue in this, which I've heard the dialogue in the game is what pushes the game to be such a great game. And you get a lot of yeah. that. You get the falling in love with, with Ellie's puns, which was great throughout the whole episode. Uh, Joel yeah. warming up to her the whole time and getting, you know, that much attached to her here and there protecting her, uh, not sleeping pretty much just to kind of have eyes on her. Uh, that was cool. Yeah. That was like a little small thing that they did whenever yeah. she woke up and saw that he was still up. And it was like, yeah. even though that was right, you know, shortly after he called her cargo again, yeah. whenever he was describing how the family and yeah. is what makes life worth living, but she was cargo. Yeah. Then, but there he was like still looking out for her. Yeah. It also kicked off with them listening to some Hank Williams, which I thought was a good good nod to some more music that they can do uh that was, that was a cool little bit because joel seemed pretty into that and that was just a cool little little piece uh inside of it and yeah they, they continue to travel shows them stop a couple of times and they end up in kansas city where a uh what are they calling them exes what, what's the initials that they call them yeah oh the the qz's qz's QZ's. zones yeah, yeah. And there was basically like an uprising there. And yeah. those people, there's a, a group of individuals that kind of overtook it to the yeah. encounter whenever they get into town. Yeah. So they get kind of in a, like this little trap where this guy's acting like he's hurt. Basically gets, gets these other guys kind of drop a cinder block through their truck roof and they get crashed into it and kind of get into a scuffle with these guys. Joel's ends up killing, killing them and, uh, and then Ellie ends up killing the last one while while trying to defend Joel. Um, that becomes like her her killing of her one of her first killings, which Joel kind of talks about with her throughout the end of the episode. But then uh, you kind of like you said see this uprising. It kind of focuses on this main woman who's kind of the leader of this uprising from this QZ, and kind of doesn't give too much away other than kind of hierarchy of. You know, her it has like kind of a right hand man who seems to be like ex military, uh, and they have like this whole city kind of under lock, and they're kind of mentioned a couple couple of things here and there, but nothing too much. Um, Joel and Ellie kind of find a a building that they get into, and they kind of hide out, and then they kind of end the episode with a couple of guys finding them in their room and holding them to gunpoint, and it kind of stops right there to like a good cliffhanger of the next episode. Uh, so yeah, I was just interested. It was a fast paced episode went by really fast, but, uh, but it was more of just like continuing on and then kind of finding this QZ and, uh, kind of figuring out what's going on there. I'm sure it's going to get into it more this next episode. Yeah. So like they did, um, so first thing with the, um, her joke book of all the, um, the different puns and everything like that. Yeah. Um, so that's right out of the game. Like some of those are the actual same jokes from the game. That's awesome. Um, which I thought was so dope that they did that. Um, even the the scene that they had where she um, finds like the porno mag in the back of that truck. And <laughs> it's on the looks scene. At it, that's that was funny. also in the game too. So they they really, it's cool whenever they do that. And then like one thing that I like that they keep doing is that sometimes they'll like shot for shot it with the scene. And it's straight out of the game. And then sometimes they go completely in a different direction with it. And it's so far every single, in my opinion, every single direction that they've um, turned like that. Changes that they've made have always made sense. 
So, um, so one of the biggest things in this, in the, in the episode, which was different from the game, some was that she had stolen that gun. She stole a pistol whenever in the previous episode, at the very end of the previous episode, whenever they were at Bill and Frank's house. And whenever, um, Joel gets attacked and the dude is like basically about to choke him out. She comes in and she shoots him and, uh, but just more so like mortally wounds him. And then you hear like, you hear, uh, Joel taking him out with a knife and which is gruesome and super tense and you only hear it. And it like, mm, yeah, they executed that well because no pun intended <laughs> executed it well. Cause nice. you know, he, he executes the guy and, uh, and it's super tense and awkward um like yeah so th that's something that they changed a little bit from the game because in the game the first time that she ends up shooting somebody like she does kill him um and um but and it's a it's a very similar scene it's in a different type of area but it's a, they they do it they perform it essentially the same sort of way where she does it to save um save joel but in the in the the series in the episode he doesn't allow her to do it. And he even kind of tells her after the fact, he was like, well, you didn't kill him. Is He feels real bad that she even had oh, yeah. exposed to that. And they, they executed that really well. Like the whole way that they did it, because like you see her like tear up afterwards and then wipe it away. And then she's just like, yeah, let's go. Let's, let's go. And she's just trying to like force herself to grow up and be tough. And then he finally allows her to carry the gun. Um, Which that was cool. That's a cool little scene of Joel maybe yeah. transitioning from not not 100% but like a little bit from the cargo to a someone i care about enough to have a yeah. gun around me and not shoot me accidentally type thing so that means that he's starting to trust her and it it's a very father figure type of moment which is like i mean you can kind of see that coming from the whole time especially with you know after he loses his daughter in the first episode that you know Ellie's slowly kind of becoming that for him and um and they do it well. But like you said, the dialogue, they just, they completely nail the dialogue the whole time. Like all the jokes, them cursing at each other and him telling her to shut up and whatever. Um, and then it kind of reaches a, a point where she finally tells a joke whenever they're like trying to sleep overnight. Yeah. And um, it's a good and joke they both too. start laughing. It's it was a joke. really good joke, like a dad joke. And they completely nailed the way that they, they did it because it sounds like she's being serious. And um, yeah, that was great. And like, again, that was straight from the game and they, they're doing it well. And um, man, Pedro was, a, he's just a phenomenal actor. It's so believable whenever yeah. he's doing it, like his irritation and everything else. Like he um, seems so much just like a, uh, a Theo, you know, an old uncle who just kind of gets ir irritated <laughs> by up. like all the young people around you. It's just like showing you, showing you the real way to do something, but then also so mad at you for not knowing it just like, you know, through experience yeah. and stuff like he probably did. And just also lovable and like jolly and just has that smirk about him and smile that kind of lights up a room. Yeah. Pedro's yeah. Give Pedro all the awards too from this. Yeah, uh, he's he's going to be, He's going to be so good, I'm guessing, on the future episodes and scenes and stuff. I'm sure he's going to just get put up on that pedestal of, even though he's already on there for some people. Yeah. He's just, you know, a lot of people. It's going to elevate it even further. Exactly. Because uh, it, it's just, it's really believable and their interactions are really good. And like, she is, she's 
doing even better than what it may seem because she really is capturing it. And like, and we kind of talked about it with the first episode, how, how some people were, you know, she doesn't really resemble the, the in-game character or whatever um, necessarily, but um, it's in in the way that she delivers it. And like, whenever she cusses and stuff, it almost sounds like a little bit forced, but it's meant to like because she's supposed to be just like the the shitty shitty yeah. teenager and and she really kind of captures that where it's like she's really deliberately talking that way you know what i mean and um and bella ramsey really nails that with the way that she like it just comes across as believable like yeah. you know what i mean it, it's like she curses more than what sounds natural because that's how a kid like that would talk and um yeah like she keeps nailing those things that i mean some of those parts are like you like legitimately laugh out loud like yeah. just because the interactions are so so believable the jokes and stuff are funny but just her kind of smart ass quality the whole time and him kind of you know not putting up with it like uh, their their interactions are perfect so a couple uh, of things i wanted to ask you yeah. uh you don't get a lot of a lot of zombies in this episode uh coming like just is that in the game too are they few and far between or is it like every corner there's like that threat of being there because you know like the walking dead did that to where yeah it would be like every so often or zombies and zombie movies in general do that to where they're kind of like not you know at every corner in every turn and now it kind of seems like that's what they're doing with this a a bit not showing them so much i'm sure it's hard to pull off with with the look and stuff without being cgi and things but uh, but is that like it in the game? Do you do a lot of just like open, like navigating without any kind of like real real threat threat other than you know the anticipation of something? There are, and it it does pivot back and forth like that. Where there's some sections where you're like, um, it's really like world building where they're interacting and you're solving like minor puzzles or kind of searching for stuff. I mean, there's there's a bit more of a threat of it, so the there are more present, um, in the game, and I think that they're gonna. Yeah, likely start doing that yeah. more as well. We're only what three episodes, um, not counting the Bill episode, like pretty much following them yeah. along. So I just noticed it in this one, not getting yeah, yeah, that cool, sure. cool look of of one up close and kind of the biggest threat. I mean, I'm sure, like like he said, he had mentioned like not necessarily them, like people are kind of a bigger threat sometimes than than the actual yeah. zombies. But uh, the other question. They do that a lot, though, in the game, just real quick, in terms of, like, you do fight a lot of human enemies, and yeah. um, which, from the gaming perspective, like, it's also, it's a different type of enemy whenever they're shooting at you and stuff like that, so there's more, it's just a different approach to the action sequences, so they they utilize them both pretty evenly, but it, it just kind of depends, and sometimes it'll be a little bit of mix-up between both of them, yeah. where there's there might be some that are, that are mixed together but it does that same sort of thing where it does kind of pivot back and forth. But so that's, even though they made a lot more changes in this episode in terms of just like the, you know, the straight up environments, it still, it matches the complete tone. So they're still on yeah. track with that. That was the kind of last thing to kind of wrap this up was the Kathleen factor uh, played by Melanie Linsky. She's, I always think of her as Rose from two and a half men. Uh, and she's definitely been in different things, but she's kind of the leader of that QZ was she in the game was this whole kansas city type uh area is this part of the game not yes and no it's um they didn't really flesh it out into the community the same way 
So okay. like they're building it up more in the series just to give it more, you know, more character in the game. Mm-hmm. It's they're more just like enemy encounters. So it's like gotcha. it's there, but they don't go in as much depth with those particular characters. So that was again, I really like that direction because it just it makes for more of a story in that case. Because in in the game, you don't always have to do that. Like not every single thing needs to have this full story because it's like you're playing it in real time and sometimes an enemy is just an enemy and it doesn't you know they don't have to be anybody yeah, so that's true. them them fleshing it out in the in the series is a smart it's a smart change um for that so i'm excited to see that um yeah. how they how they how continue they, to depict him how they story tell this whole uh qz between her and this kind of question i'm guessing that the henry guy is the guy at the end that she was she was kind of alluding to a little bit at the end of the episode so i'm sure they're going to have a backstory on kind of how they uprose this qz and where they're at now and kind of what they plan to do with with joel and, and ellie and it could it take could take a left and could take a right and i'm just interested to see on on where they go with it yeah. it being it being a little bit different than the game uh it should take everybody by surprise but they got my trust so um, yeah oh. same henry like they're definitely in the in the game but um after you mentioned it with the um with the previous episode about doing flashbacks and stuff like that like they didn't do that for henry and like you know a lot of times that the other stories are told like via like text finding notes and other things like that you know what i mean yeah pretty standard kind of game elements for for that type of exploratory type of game so I'm wondering if they're going to end up doing more kind of flashback types of stuff, which I'm I'm here for that. And that's, they could just be like building up these characters just to crush you every so every other episode or so, like they did with Bill and Frank. Like they could just have this yeah, whole beautiful backstory about their their whole past and just crush you by just killing them in a second. But man, I'm I'm excited to continue on. It's going to be sad when we're when we're done and we're waiting on the next season and have to wait a whole year, but. It's it's been great so far. Yeah, I'm loving every minute of it. It's exactly what I want to. It's it's actually surpassing my expert expectations, um, just because they're making really smart changes, and I'd love to see that. And it's like it makes me want to get back into the game again, just <laughs> and to look at those differences and stuff because it's like it's cool getting lost in the world. So yeah, I'm right there with you. gonna dig this yo yo wanted to get y'all some freshness i know it's a little bit longer episode but don't want to keep you from the good music the good good so we gotta do what we do yeah gotta get you the quick quick freshness and uh get you some get you some songs for the week you can throw on the playlist or listen to the playlist the fresh playlist on spotify music link in bio uh so yeah man let's let's uh listen listen to what you sent me here um it's uh by an artist drug dealer which is a great oh, name yeah so this is one of those situations where i don't remember what i was like specifically listening to and skipping through but you see somebody named drug dealer you're gonna listen to it yeah so hats off to this guy because um you got my attention like there's no way i was gonna not listen to somebody named drug dealer so yeah. um yeah i don't have any backstory or anything like that i just came across it because it just 
that's a cool name. And I ended up adding a few different songs and um, yeah, it just kind of interesting stuff. So I had no, like, like I said, whenever I, whenever I came across it, um, I don't know what I was listening to, but I had no kind of preconception of what it was going to sound like, um, which is kind of cool. I'm just going into something like that blind and um, yeah, want to share. Awesome, man. Drug dealer, all one word too. No space in between it. I, I like that. Uh, oh, yeah. Cover art looks like some old 80s type of family photos. Um, the song is called Hiding in Plain Sight. I like the font. Yeah, I would push play on this too. So I'm going to. Let's Let's push play. just perfect that is amazingly good talk about like talk about scenes from a tv show or movie like put that on the back of anything just like old vinyl spinning in a living room with that on like man that that is so laid back 70s funk soft rock like her voice is good i'm guessing it's the kate bollinger uh add in here of the feature and she sings beautifully on it with this just great sound behind it just so timeless it never goes wrong it's it's so damn good put it on a vinyl man it sounds like it could be right off a of vinyl the way that they mixed it and everything it has like the vintage like the the sound not just like the style but the sound itself like her voice is um it's not overly produced or anything like that like so it has just kind of like this natural warmth to it and um yeah, it's pretty vibey. It has his, his cool, like, uh, guitar solo right in the middle of it. And um, like you said, it sounds like it could be straight out of the 70s. And it was it came out in October of 2022, evidently, that album. But um, I dig it. You'll appreciate this. I was going through his bio that's in Spotify just now. And he had a, um, a separate, uh, like, a project. I guess, or an act or something that he did, but it was called Run DMT. <laughs> That's fire. That's good. Is is most of the songs that you've heard sound similar to this? Yeah, some of them sound even almost like older. The nice. other ones that I've that I've heard, but it's been good. Man, I love that. Like, I I really genuinely love that. Like, there's been a few where I haven't listened to and I haven't like deep dived, and I told you I ha- I will, and I didn't. But this one, I definitely will. <laughs> Yeah, no, I feel you on that. Like, you only have so much time. And sometimes it's like you have the intention, but it's like, but it doesn't necessarily, if it doesn't have the tight grasp, you're like, yeah. once you get around to it, it's like, eh, and it kind of gets, it can get lost within the, you know, like your, this one, your shuffle all. This one was so good that I don't even want to play my song now. Like, I feel like mine, <laughs> mine's just a throwaway. Like, you just be like, that's okay. Like, that's fine, Matt. 
but I just gave you this heat. So I, I wanted to say the song is called Pictures of You. I think I, I said Hiding in Plain Sight. That's the name of the album. Uh, but the song oh, yeah, is yeah, called yeah. Pictures of You. And great job, man. Now I don't even want to play my song. But <laughs> it's good stuff, man. Like, and you, you weren't going to get let down by anybody named Drug Dealer. Yeah. But you don't know what to expect. And um, and he came through. He, he brought the goods, man. He brought the baggie of goods. And uh, he didn't let us down. Yeah, good job, man. Damn it. I don't keep tallies of wins here. I do secretly in my journal at night. I feel like sometimes it's right. like, man, I really got, I really got Chris on the fresh this week. Like he had no, no type of rebuttal. Like he's this garbage. But you got me on this one. This one almost counts for two, so we're tied now. Uh, nice, <laughs> nice. Good job, man. Uh. So yeah, get into my song. I sent you Sam, uh, artist named Sam Wills. I, I I like it because in his bio it says Wills, not Willis. And all day when I was listening to the song, I kept on saying Willis in my head, and I was reading it, and I was like, oh, that's funny. And then I went to his bio, and it says Wills, not Willis, and I was like, that's you must get that a lot. Sam Wills. I read it as as Willis until you just said it. That's funny. Like the a, whole time, I was like, I, I read it as Willis. Gotta blame the Spotify font. That's all you gotta do. Gotta blame the font. That must be what it is. Uh, Yeah, Sam Wills. um, Undercover is a song. Just came across it. Hearted it. Loved it. Has a good sound. Um, Any thoughts upon it? Yeah, I don't even know what to think. I just, you know, he's just got a white t-shirt and, um, you know, and a chain on. He looks like he could be like an like an older member of formerly of NSYNC or something like that. Like that he he kind of grew out of the pop phase into like a more adult sort of sound um, or something like that. Like you, you can't really tell exactly what he's going for. Um, the album, the yeah, the cover art is pretty dope, though. It looks like it's like painted of a like a windy road. Or something. There's no text on it or anything like that, and I can always so that that looks a little artsy there, um, like in a good way. So uh, yeah, I don't really don't even know what to expect at all, except that it's not Willis. So we know that he has he has a good sense of humor about it. So eh, that's I true. Can always appreciate that. And it's that not going to be as as good as your song. So. Uh, so we know at least that much. But like, how can you compete with a drug dealer though? Like, yeah. the, honestly, that's, that's he's he's under the performance enhancers. But um, yeah, let's check it out. such a vibe so um 
didn't know exactly what to expect. And it has like a indie R&B, almost kind of neo-soul influenced sort of vibe to it um, that I really dig. I like his voice. I like, like it kind of has a traditional sound. It doesn't, you know, it's not trying to reinvent the wheel. It just like, yeah, it's just it's kind vibe. of a very just normal, good song. Like it has, you know, yeah. it's, it's a good, good rhythm has good lyrics, just fun, you know, a little bit of Timberlake, Princey, Michael Jackson, type feel to it. Uh, he definitely is influenced by them. Like for sure, you you know that he's listened to them. It's it's a a night driving song. Like I'm a big driver when we always have been, and it's even the the kids are like taking that on. And sometimes we just go for our drives and we listen to music or whatever. And the vibe is going to be dictated by the time of day. And if it's like the moon's already out, this is what you yeah. play because it, it has that little bit of spaciness with the the little reverb and the the synth sounds and stuff like it has a little like a mini instrumental solo part yeah. that starts with some some keys and it's real kind of low key and then it goes into a little bit of a synth sound and like right up my alley love yeah. that sort of vibe yeah like, sometimes you don't need 35 points 20 rebounds sometimes you just need the the 10 points 10 assists and just solid effort that's what he gave. It's a good, it's a good yeah. song. Yeah. Like that, that's not a diss at all. Sometimes you like, sometimes you just need the fundamentals. Yeah. You know what I mean? And like, and that, that's exactly what that is. And um, yeah, I dig that. Did you go through more of his stuff or was yeah. it, was that the only song that you went on? Yeah. I went through his like top five Spotify thing and uh, it's more of the same. It has that just yeah. nice type of, like you said, evening vibe driving getting ready just gets you in a good mood um yeah just upbeat and, and good man he just has just had a good body good chorus good hook uh yeah it's like good elements of a song he just executed it well and uh yeah he has yeah. a good voice his voice is really good has some falsettos in there that were that yeah. were nice um yeah man it's exactly cool. what we love like you said it really opens up in the hook and um yeah and, and it's good and it has like the little like you know what i mean the little higher pitch kind of synth sounds that sort of tie it all together yeah. almost sounds like stars or you know what i mean like it kind of paints a picture of yeah. uh you know what i mean good like summer said, summer nights setting. yeah good summer yeah. night song uh shouts to little yeah. rob shouts to little rob yeah. on that <laughs> <Classic>. <laughs> I, I listen to that song at, at least once every two weeks still to this day you got um, to you got to that's it those are my, my exact vibes one day i'm gonna make a song that sounds like that like and i'm kind of working on that right now just as a, as a teaser spoiler because i've always um like especially because like little rob specifically with summer nights like it always captured something this mm -hmm. has that sort of sound to it um timberlake's done it a little bit like the other day um suit and tie came on the shuffle and um it song's so good, and it really sounds like you're getting ready to go out on the town. And yeah. Just, you know what I mean? You're really dressed up to the nines, like he says in the song. And like, and I like that vibe, and I've always wanted to try to create, you know, I've, I've always hoped that I could create that because it's it's a specific thing. If you can get in that pocket, like, that's so, everything yeah. to me. I love that sound. Yeah, man. They're, they uh, they do them well out there, and I hope you can execute it because it'd be, it'd be dope. Uh, yeah, man.
good freshness added to the playlist yeah and uh continue on just listening to great music like because that's never never stopping so no that's never stopping very fresh very smooth we're setting the vibe good win by you good win by you let's go and uh pay pay homage to your local drug dealers for putting out this song it's really good that's right shouts out to all the drug dealers (laughs) 